Morning, church. Good to be with you. My title today is Hosting God's Presence Can Change Your Life. And I think one of the key things we have been receiving prophetically in this day and age when God is preparing his church for a great harvest is to know the presence of God in a manifest way whenever we come together as his people. We've seen already in Ukraine, God's presence makes a difference to a nation. And I believe God's presence as he comes upon the church in this nation will turn this nation around and we'll see glorious things happen. These prophetic words in Isaiah have always stirred my heart. Isaiah 60 verses 1 to 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your dawn. Yes, God's presence is always with us. We know that. But I long for the day when the presence of God will be made manifest in his church with signs and wonders and miracles that will draw multitudes to him. Is that your heart? That's my heart. And that's where we need to learn how to host the presence of God in a special way. Moses knew this. Three things about God's presence. God's presence within us. In Exodus 25, 8, it says this, Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. God dwelt amongst his people, Israel in a very special way. Once God's presence had manifested upon Moses' tabernacle in the wilderness, it was clear and obvious Moses was able to speak to God face to face. What a privilege. God wants to presence himself with us No more sacrifices, but face to face, as we know that that presence through our intimate relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. See, that's where God's presence comes from. Our love of God, putting him first, welcoming the Holy Spirit, our intimate knowledge of God our Saviour. God's presence is within us. And without it, 
we can do nothing. Amen? Amen? We think we can, but we can't. Secondly, God's presence is upon us. Just as with Moses and the children of Israel in the wilderness. They had the cloud and the fire. And they would go nowhere without the presence of God. In Exodus 33, verses 15 and 16, it says, Moses says, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us. Do not send us. How much of stuff do we do in church that is just religion and tradition and knows nothing of God's presence. Moses wouldn't move without knowing it was God's presence. And so often we get involved in things which we shouldn't get involved with because the presence of God is not there. The other nations around Israel knew God was with Israel. In the same way, the church has his presence as armor, shield, and covering. As we know and host the presence of God, people in our community will notice the difference upon you and your families and the way you live. His light, his glory will shine upon you in a special way. And thirdly, God's manifest presence is our inheritance to share with the world. His glory is on the church. And sooner or later, people will recognize we are different because we have the Lord Jesus Christ in our midst and it will be a chain reaction people will see hey what's happening in that building up the road what's that group of people here in Winchester where we see signs and wonders and miracles what's happening let's go and see people are drawn to the presence of God they're not drawn by religion or the things we get up to. But it's the manifest presence that we need to grasp hold of. And so we take up our reading now from 2 Samuel. And we see how this worked out in David's life. And how God's presence changed one particular family in the children of Israel. See, it was always Dave's, David's desire. He expressed it in Psalm 27, 24. One thing I ask from the Lord, only this do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the Lord and to seek him in his temple. It was always 
with his desire and intention to bring the ark of God of the covenant to Israel so that God's presence along with praise and worship could be at the center of God's nation, Israel. And that's our job as the church in this day and age, to bring the presence of God into our community, into our nation, so that God's presence can be seen and worshipped in a special way. Leslie read about the day when God's presence was too hot to handle. David discovered the hard way that God's presence needed to be honoured as holy. See, he had adopted the ways of the world when it came to transporting the ark, ignoring God's ways as laid out in 1 Chronicles 15, 26. God had already laid out how he wanted the ark to be carried. But David had ignored that. And he just put it on a cart. And one dear soul paid the price when the cart was tipped and he reached out. We can't play with God's presence. It's holy. It's precious. And so often I think the church goes out of its way to try and build up God's presence, to try and manufacture God's presence. We do it with loud worship and smoke machines and all kinds of paraphernalia that the church gets up to, to try and duplicate God's presence. We can't. We just need to wait upon him and he will manifest his presence on a holy people who are righteous and who love him with all their hearts. Well, that could be the end of the story, but something tremendous happened when Obed-Edom hosted God's presence and the same thing will happen in the church when we learn how to host the presence of God. Number one, what happened? 2 Samuel 6 verse 12. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Odom Edom, the Gittite, for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and his whole household. He didn't do anything. He didn't say any extra prayers. He didn't go on a week's fast and pray. He didn't manufacture anything. He just hosted the presence. He was just in awe of God's presence in his home. 
And God's presence blessed his whole household. And God will do the same to us. When we learn how to host the presence of God, how to release the presence of God in our worship, in our homes, in our families, in our communities, God's blessing will come upon you and your family and your children and your finances and your relationships. Everything will be blessed. Hey, it's worth having God's presence. Let's make that number one priority. Secondly, the second thing that happens here is that the rumour gets out. When something good happens and God's presence is there, people start to get to know about it. And David got to know about it. 2 Samuel 6, 12, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the Ark of the Covenant. When we host God's presence, the word will get out on Stanmore. Amen? In Winchester, in this nation, in the school places where you work, in the workplaces where you work, in the families that are not yet Christians. God's presence will be seen and manifest if we have that in our heart. The third thing is that other people get hungry for God when they see the presence of God. See, people don't come to church because in many cases, church has become irrelevant to them. But people are not rejecting God. They're looking for answers. They're looking for a saviour. They're looking for a healer. They're looking for a deliverer. And when they see the real presence of God, and not just the religiosity of church, then they will hunger after reality. Amen? You go out in Winchester, people are looking, they're hungry for the answers to our society. They're hungry for God to show them a way. And we need the way. We're the body of Christ. We should have the presence upon us. Like Janice shared last week, the fragrance of Jesus should be upon us so that God's presence will be manifest with us. David began to be hungry again for the presence of God. See, he was so disappointed with God that he was happy to leave that ark where it was. But seeing the blessing drew his hunger again. And so he brings back the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem 
in the right way this time. He goes and searches the scriptures and he finds out how he should do it, how he should host and honour God's presence. See, testimonies will go forth from this, our church. The reaction in society will be when people hear what's going on and want to know and start seeking God in a fresh way. Hallelujah. You longing for that? I'm longing for that. Fourthly, Obed-Edom and his family would change forever. He had a godly inheritance of blessing and fruitfulness. It says in 1 Chronicles 15, 26, uh, chapter 15 and chapter 26, that his family became gatekeepers for the presence of God. I wonder what that meant. I wonder he, if his vegetables were much bigger than anyone else's. I wonder if his health was robust. I wonder what blessings manifested themselves upon him and his household because he gained the secret of knowing how to be in the presence of God and how to host the preciousness of God's presence in his midst. And lastly, a nation, the nation of Israel, was brought again to worship Jehovah God. The presence was back in the nation through the obedience of Obed-Edom and David. Not everyone understood it. You remember David's wife had a go at him because he was dancing and making himself a fool before God's presence and she didn't like it. Do you know what David's answer was? I'm going to be even more ungodly and unseemly because I'm going to worship God. That's going to be my priority. Some people won't understand, but people who are hungry for God will know the difference between church and the presence. Just as Sanjay was sharing last week, there's a difference between discipleship and following. There's a difference between knowing the presence, living in the presence, having the presence upon you in the way you speak, in the way you react, in the way you live, that will draw others with hunger to your lifestyle and eventually to the life of the church. I believe this nation will have a great harvest when the presence of God becomes manifest again. 
We're going to see signs and wonders and miracles. Because God's presence always brings that around. The whole nation rejoiced. 24-7 worship and prophecy. When God's presence is hosted, there's a chain reaction. And that will impact your family, your community, and your nation. See, all of this is not about performance. It's not about what we can do. We can't work up God's presence. We need to have a heart for God and to put him at the centre of our lives. That's what it means to host God's presence. I've known that in a very special way this week. Just being able in a, a situation I've been in just to relax and allow the presence of God to touch me and manifest himself to me. Let's just stand together, shall we? I want you to close your eyes and if you've drifted a little bit away from God recently, Be your reaching out for healing or a breakthrough. Just picture the Holy One of Israel seated on the throne before you right now. Reach out to Him. Reach out to Him. He's here. He's with us. The Holy Spirit wants to touch you. Wants to release you. Wants to bring that breakthrough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Michael, I just feel God wants to say to you this morning that God's presence in the last few months has come upon you in a special way, and you know it. You know something's changed in your heart. He's rekindled that hunger, that desire. He's rekindled that excitement. And for you and Karen, these are going to be days of special presence. You're both going to come into the fullness of God's heart for you in this place. And many will be blessed by you. 
and through you. God's presence is with you in a special way. Thank you. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you. Come, Lord. Come, bring words of encouragement. Bring words of faith. Turn our hearts around towards you again. That we may learn to host your precious presence. That as we gather week by week, it will hit us as we come through that door. The sweet fragrance of Jesus. The presence of the Holy Spirit. The word and power of God. Healings. Miracles. Transformation. Restoration. Revival. To our souls. Thank you, Lord. Sanjay.